Okay, you wouldn't think after nine years the shingles would be cracked already, would you? Or? I have seen it happen quicker than that. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's why I see that's kind of the way those shingles wear. It depends on a lot of factors. But I would take a very careful look at that and see if that's what's causing it. Okay, well, that sounds good. I appreciate your help. You're welcome, Pat. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Tracy in Ohio is on the line with a question about storm windows. How can we help you today? Um, my condo is fairly new. It was built in 2005. But the way that my the front of my condo faces where the weather blows in, I don't know if it's east or west, but um, last year I tried the strip thing and the plastic, and, it, and the wind blew so hard that it came loose. So then I tried duct taping it. And, yeah, it didn't work at all. So I'm wondering, you know, we can't put storm windows on the outside because of the condo association rules. But I'm wondering, is there a company that makes something that goes on the inside of the windows, something magnetic or something that could help? Well, you certainly can get interior storm windows. It is a product that's available from many window manufacturers. Will You can order it probably. I would go to a regular window company and order these. But there's different types of interior storm windows that are available. The other thing that you can do that's really cheap, especially uh, if these are windows that you're not going to have to open. We don't like to recommend this for a bedroom window, but for other windows, because, of course, in a bedroom, you may have to open it for emergency egress, uh, fire hazard, that sort of thing, is you can get uh, weather stripping caulk. It's a it's a weather stripping uh, product that's in a tube, like a caulk tube, and you essentially caulk the seams of the window shut. And the thing about the weather stripping product is in the spring, you peel it off and it doesn't damage the windows. It looks like that sort of white gooey stuff that they stick credit cards, you know, to uh, offers in the mail when you get the credit card and it's on the back of the card. It's like that rubbery stuff. It just peels right off and it doesn't damage anything. So that's something that maybe you haven't tried yet. You could give a shot. And then, of course, if you want to go with a, a, you know, maybe a more permanent solution, you could order interior storm windows and have them made. Well, I could squirt that stuff on there and then in the spring I could peel it back off. That's correct. Yep. Unlike regular caulk, this is a temporary caulk. Wonderful. That sounds wonderful. I will give that a try. Yeah, DAP makes a product called Seal N Peel, the letter N, Peel. So look it up. You might have to order it at a home center or a hardware store, but it works great. All right, I will try that. Thank you. Tracy, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Hey, we are almost officially into the autumn season, so what are you working on at your Money Pit? Give us a call. Let us help you get the job done right the first time. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you updating your kitchen? Well, repeating its existing layout might be tempting, but the real kitchen of your dreams probably includes updated functionality and flow. We'll have tips for seeing that full potential after this. You live in a body pit. Body pit. The Money Pit is presented by Overhead Door, winner of the prestigious Women's Choice Award for Garage Doors. Overhead Door is proud to have the qualities that women value. To find a distributor near you, visit OverheadDoor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by for your call to one Money Pit, And if you do pick up the phone, you might just also win a $50 True Value gift card. You can use it to stock up on supplies for fall and winter or for your next weekend project. If you need ideas, visit True Value on Facebook and Pinterest. And head to TrueValue.com to locate your nearby True Value store where there are local experts who've got the know-how and resources 
resources to help you get the job done right. Call in, though, right now for your chance to win a $50 gift card to True Value. The number here, 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Now we've got Matt in Wisconsin who's dealing with a splashy toilet. That is the worst, constantly cleaning a toilet seat. Tell us what's going on. Well, when we flush the toilet, a good portion of air comes up through the trap forcefully enough to cause the water to splash up onto the seat or the inside of the lid if it's closed. Well, what really causes that, Matt, is a venting problem. Is this a new problem, or has it always been this way? No, it's just within the last couple of months. Okay, so then what I suspect is that you've got a blockage somewhere. If your vent for that toilet is partially blocked, then the drain line's being starved with air. And if it's starved with air, it's going to try to gulp that air from from somewhere else, and that's what's causing the bubbles. Okay. So... What you need to do is try to figure out where that obstruction is. And it's going to be somewhere in the vent that uh, is connected to the waistline under the toilet. If that helps you narrow it down a bit. Yes, it does. Thanks. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Evelyn in North Carolina, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yes, ma'am. I had wanted to redo my, you know, they call it a living room now, but it's mostly your front room. And I wanted to know, uh, you know, if I wanted to have it made over, you know, the whole room. Uh, do you have any suggestions about how I could go about getting that done? The exception is I have this really big, huge desk that I have to keep in the room. So you're looking for a decorator to help you sort of redo the room. Is that correct? Yes. Well, there is an association of interior decorators. It's ASID. And these are folks that are registered with the Interior Decorating Society. And they're listed by zip code. You can go to the website, ASID. I don't know if it's .org, .com. Um, And that way you can find a decorator in your area. I will let you know that pricing ranges from decorator to decorator. Some will do an hourly consulting fee. Some will do a flat fee. Some will do a percentage of the items ordered. Um, It really depends on the project. I think if you start at that website and start looking for people in your area, visit their websites, take a look at the style of work that they do. This way you can find somebody that matches your decor. And then that's a good way to find somebody that'll fit well. Okay. Well, listen, that was what I wanted to know. You think that would be worth the while? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it makes sense to start that way. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, when you update your kitchen, it might be easy to stick with the same old design. And if you have some difficulty thinking outside the box, we've got some advice on where you can turn for inspiration on a brand new kitchen layout. And that comes straight from the experts at Cabinets to Go. Yeah, and they tell us to look for inspiration in several places. First, have you ever gone to a friend or a family member's home and thought, wow, this is really the kitchen of my dreams? Well, if you've done that, go back, revisit, take stock of exactly what brought out those feelings. Is it the functionality of the counter space, the location of the sink, the cabinets, the drawers? Do they have unique organizational features? Really pay attention when you find something you like and write down what it is about it that you love. Next, design magazines are a great source of inspiration. Photos inside might bring your attention to adding a desk, an island, a peninsula, or even a built-in eating area you didn't think of before. Also, check out social media sites like Pinterest and real estate sites like Realtor.com to get a peek inside other people's kitchens. Yeah, if you want some inspiration from the past, you can check out vintage design books and 
old magazines, a retro look can really bring a new feel to your old space. Hunting down inspiration, it can seem intimidating, but you can avoid the pitfall of repeating the same kitchen design when you remodel. And this tip is presented by Cabinets to Go, where you can get premium quality cabinets for less. You dream it, they design it, and always 40% less than the big box stores. Visit them online at cabinetstogo.com. Mike in Florida is on the line and needs help with a stucco project. Tell us what you're working on. I, uh, I recently bought a house. Well, I, I bought it actually about a year ago. I moved here from Virginia, and I, I looked around for just the right house, you know, just finding the right house for the right money. Then got a great deal on the house, okay. very sound house, have virtually remodeled the whole interior on the house to, to my liking, and I'm very happy with that. Okay. But the outside of the house has a very coarse uh, stucco finish to it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you rubbed up against it, it'd probably take the skin off of you. It's that coarse, you know. And uh, I'm just curious: is there anything I can do to reduce the coarseness or take that stucco off without damaging the cinder block underneath? And it is cinder block, of course. Okay, so it's a masonry stucco on top of cinder block, correct? So, I mean, you could add additional stucco to it and put a different finish on it, but it's a heck of a big project, Mike, for what you're going to accomplish. And, you know, the adhesion is really important, so it has to be done right. They usually use a very sticky, stickier mix of stucco to get it to grab on to the old stuff. If it's very rough like that, that could actually help you with the adhesion, help it hold on. But you're going to have to have a mason come in and restucco the entire house to get that done. Well, it would have to be, in order to take up all of this, I would say there was going to be anywhere from an inch to an inch and a half of stucco additional. And you know what that's going to do to your windows and doors, don't you? You're going to, All the window and door wells are going to be that much deeper. <laughs> yeah. You know what this sounds to me like? It sounds to me like the kind of outside you're going to have to get used to. So <laughs> I... I, I might think about a decor solution. I might think about changing the color. I might think about changing the landscaping. But the stucco itself, I'd probably leave just like it is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I just maybe another a paint scheme of some sort would 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 soften it. Exactly. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Sherry and George is on the line and dealing with a basement crack in the wall. Tell us what's going on. Is it in cinder block? Is it in your foundation wall? Where do you see this? It's in the wall of the foundation. It's poured cement. And just recently I noticed that there is a, not a straight, but kind of a curved crack. And it looks like maybe a little bit of like uh, dust or water has come through it. Okay, Sherry, is it a, is it a vertical crack or is it a horizontal crack? Kind of vertical, but it kind of curves. Okay. And it's a poured concrete foundation, so has the crack always been there, or is it something that's very recent? It's not actually in the floor. It's in the wall. It's actually a basement wall, and yes, it's poured. Right. Is it always been there, or is it something that just recently popped up? I think it's pretty recent. I don't remember seeing it before. Well, cracks in foundation walls are really pretty typical, and and that includes uh, poured concrete walls, poured foundation walls. So what I would do is not panic. If it's a minor crack like that, I would simply seal it with a masonry caulk or a silicone caulk, and all you're doing is really keeping the water from the outside ground from kind of leaking back through the wall. But a minor crack like that is generally caused by a little bit of shift in the foundation, perhaps some settlement or some shrinkage in the wall itself. So we're talking about a hairline crack here, I presume? 
Yeah, it's very, yes, it's very, very thin, but it looks like something has seeped through it, and I guess that's what worried me the most. Right, it might be water, and what happens if you get groundwater that gets through and then it evaporates, it leaves its mineral salts behind, and that might be the dust that you're seeing. It's sort of like a whitish, grayish dust, and that's the minerals in the water when it when it's, oh, when it uh, okay. leaks through and then evaporates. So just sweep that out before you put the caulk in, and I think that's all you need to do right now. Okay the advice. I really appreciate it. Okay, Sherry. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Tommy in Nebraska, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? My question concerns my dryer. I moved into a house that had the washer and dryer already here in my laundry room. And when I was cleaning back behind the dryer, um, the dryer hose is the aluminum type and it's attached with tape, obviously not done correctly. And what I want to know is what would you recommend? Is there a better um, dryer vent hose or a tube of some kind? It's a fairly short distance from the wall to the dryer. If it's uh, the flexible aluminum hose, mm-hmm. then that you, I would probably go ahead and, and put that back in. If it's vinyl, I would not, but you're sure it's aluminum, right? It is. It's like shiny aluminum foil. And that's the one that you want there because that's heat resistant. Oh, you do. Okay. Rather than the white vinyl, it's better than the white vinyl. Right. Because the white vinyl could overheat and potentially cause a fire hazard. So the aluminum one is great because it won't hold on to all of that heat. Now, the question is, where does your dryer hose vent to? Does it go to the outside? Has it been cleaned in a while? You know, these are all maintenance things that you need to be doing for your dryer. Right, Leslie. And that's what I wanted to do because I am so afraid of fire hazards. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so I need to detach it, and it is vented to an outside uh, vent. So what you should do is get a, a, a dryer vent cleaning brush. There is uh, one that's available online called the Gardas Lint Eater. Leslie and I both have one of these brushes. They're really cool. They're like brushes on the end of fiberglass rods and you stick them into a drill and just spin them into the vent. Oh my goodness. And go back and forth and pull them out. And you'd be amazed uh, how much dust comes out of those things. So that's one. I'm sure you could probably find it at a home center and a hardware store as well. But a, a dryer duct cleaning brush is uh, is what you really need for that. Okay, and then when I reattach that hose to the to the vent and then to the dryer, obviously I don't want to use tape, which is what they've used. There's a big bracket that uh, is sort of like a clamp that fits around that, and it goes over the hose, and the so- hose goes over the vent, and then it all sort of screws together. And I'm sure you could also find those at a home center or hardware store. No, you should definitely not tape it together. I will do that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Still ahead, are you not a fan of spiders? I mean, have you ever met somebody who is? And if that's you, yikes, tune out for a second. But seriously, if you don't like spiders, we're going to share some tips to make your home completely off limits to those unwanted house guests after this. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit, home improvement radio show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, one of the most annoying nuisances for homeowners is sharing their space with unwanted guests, you know, like bugs. 
Well, if spiders gross you out and you'd love a way to get rid of the creepy, crawly little guys, you're going to love our next guest. Adam Smith is from Wet and Forget, and he's here to talk about one of their new products and get ready for the great name, Miss Muffet's Revenge. Adam, welcome to the program. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. So Miss Muffet's Revenge is a spider killer. And gosh, I tell you, that's it. Of all the insects that really creep you out, spiders have got to be on the top. Very true, very true. And, you know, we, we targeted this product for that reason. People are very sensitive to spiders, and uh, they, it hits a chord, and I think Miss Muffet's Revenge hits that chord with them where they understand what the product is. Okay, so how do we protect our homes from spider infestations? Are there things that we should be doing before we apply the product uh, in terms of just making the house less likely to uh, be infested by spiders? Uh, spiders are everywhere. Um, they, they'll come actually in the fall. They will actually come closer to your house because your house is warm. Um, to keep them away, it's, it's, it's difficult. Okay? But a product like Miss Muffet's Revenge, what you're going to do is you're going to apply it. You're going to build a barrier. And when the spiders cross that barrier, um, the active ingredient gets absorbed and it take, takes care of the spiders. And you can actually apply it right along all the spider webs and then come back in a few days and wipe them off. Yeah, now how long does that application last? Is this something you have to do regularly? Um, indoors, it's going to last you up to 12 months inside. Okay, so if you have a problem area, you can rest assured for about a year, you're going to be fine. Outside, it'll vary um, depending on where you do apply it. Um, if you put it under a, um, a covered area, you're going to obviously get longer residual um, than you would in an area that's going to be get with direct weather. Now, will this... You know, I'm trying to think of a politically correct way to say this, but will this get all spiders or only certain types of spiders? Well, right now, the only spiders we do not um, have it registered for would be black widows and brown recluse. And what's the application process like? I I know sometimes when you apply pesticides, they can be, um, you know, somewhat sloppy to apply. You want to really be accurate and strategic. Is there uh, an application tool built into the Miss Muffet's Revenge container? We actually have a high-capacity sprayer that, built, that is built into our particular bottle, and this sprayer will spray up to about, about 12 feet uh, fairly easily. So you're going to be able to get to most places um, without having to get up on a ladder or anything like that. And you don't have to get too close to the spiders either. Exactly, exactly. You can sit across <laughs> the room and take care of them. Now, you had mentioned that we could use this indoors, and we'll get about a 12-month coverage with Miss Muffet's Revenge, but... I've got small kids, so what do I have to take any other special precautions because I have small children in the house? Do it when we're not there? Not necessarily. Uh, typically, um, you're going to want to apply the product, obviously, with the kids away. Once, it, once the application is done, um, you really don't need to worry about it. Um, typically, you're going to be spraying up where people are not going to be. Well, that's terrific. The product's odorless, there, so there's no strong fumes that are going to you know, be offensive to use. It sounds like it's a very easy product to apply. It, that's where it went and forget we're all about easy. Simply apply it, let the product do the work for you. And I'll tell you what, it's a great product from the folks at Wet and Forget. And of course, we have been uh, promoting Wet and Forget for many years on this program because it's the best way to get rid of mold, mildew, algae, and all those other yucky things that surround the outside of your house. And it works, and it works really, really well. They've also got a bathroom product that came out with not too long ago that keeps the shower clean. And now, Miss Muffet's Revenge, tackling yet one more disgusting part of the house (laughs) and making it go completely away. Adam Smith, thank you so much for stopping by the money pit. Congratulations on the new product and uh, we can't wait to hear about all the great results you're going to have. Great. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
All right, still ahead. You know, it's never too soon to start thinking about next summer's burgers and steaks. So before you pack away your grill for the season, take a few easy steps to assure that its top-notch performance will happen again for you next year. We're going to share tips and more after this. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by the Chamberlain MyQ Garage. If you forget to close your garage door, it alerts your smartphone so you can control it from anywhere. Works with most garage door openers. Discover smarter possibilities at Chamberlain.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, one caller who asks us their question on the air this hour is going to win a $50 True Value gift card. You can use it to stock up on your fall supplies or maybe something you're working on this weekend or maybe some holiday decor. That's right. I said holiday. It's right around the corner. And True Value has inspirational ideas to get you started. Check out True Value's Pinterest page and give us a call for your chance to win at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Carlin, South Carolina is dealing with some tricky doors. Tell us what's going on. I put the tile floors in my laundry room, and I took the door down, and when I put it back, uh, it, it won't stay open. It'll, it'll swing back to close, and the one in my bedroom does the same thing. I have to prop them open with something. So they used to stay open before, and, and now they just want to stay closed all the time? Right. Uh-huh. So there's two ways to fix that, Carl. One way is to uh, rip out the door and rehang it, properly shim it, because it's, it's, it's out of level somehow. And uh, that's a you know pretty big job. And the other way to do it is to pull the hinge pins out, put them on a hard concrete surface, uh-huh. and give them a sharp wrap so you bend them slightly. Okay. Then tap them back into the hinges. And you will have added some friction to that connection. Right. You follow me? Yes. Put a slight bend on the hinge pin, uh, a little trick of the trade. That will give you a little more tension on that door. Just, you know, take one out and give it a wrap so it has a little bit of a slight bend to it. You might not even see it, but just a slight bend. Tap it back in. Try the door. You know, see how it works. If it, if it kind of stays where you want, that's fine. If not, maybe do the, do the top one, then do the bottom one. Give that another wrap. You're going to keep adding a little pressure to it by doing that until you get it just right. Okay? All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Buck in Texas, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I was trying to ask a question about a built-up roof. Uh, about uh, 4,000 square foot. I was thinking about taking and putting a, uh, a coating on top of it. No insulation in the attic. And I was wanting to know if it really would actually defer the uh, heat uh, in the lower floor by putting a brilliant white roof coating on top. Well, those types of roof paints do have uh, UV reflectors in there, and they're designed to make the roof cooler. And certainly it will be a heck of a lot cooler than the black roof that you're starting with. So I think that that's probably a good idea in your situation, especially being in such a warm part of the country, Buck. Any uh, particular product? brand that you can suggest going on top of tar? No, but make sure it's a roof paint. I mean, typically you use a fibrous aluminum paint for something like that. What you really want to look for is the UV reflectivity of it, because the more UV it reflects, 
uh, the better the job it's going to do. And by the way, it will also extend the roof life as well because the cooler the roof is, uh, that means less of the oil is going to evaporate out of the asphalt and it'll last a lot longer. Okay. Buck, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you've enjoyed a summer of grilling sizzling steaks and juicy burgers, a few simple steps can make sure your grill is ready for a repeat performance next season. Start by closing the lid and heating the grill for 15 to 20 minutes. Once it cools, give the grates a good scrub using a nylon brush for porcelain or a metal brush for stainless. Next, you want to remove the lava rocks and the burners and give both a good brushing. You want to make sure that you check the burner carefully for any cracks or split seams or holes. And if you find any, then the burner should be replaced. Now you want to reassemble the grill and test your propane connections for leaks by spraying some soapy water. If you start to see bubbles, you've got a leak somewhere and you've got to fix that stat. Finally, disconnect the propane tank and either cover the grill or bring it indoors. For more tips, visit moneypit.com. Now we've got Elizabeth in Idaho who's dealing with some siding that's coming apart. Tell us about it. I have a 1970 um, built house and with composite siding on uh, the entire house, but on the west side where it gets most of the weather, the heat and the rain and wind and so forth, the um, horizontal siding um, has split where the, the siding joins themselves and is spread open as much as a quarter to a half of an inch. Is it just in one area or is it all over the place? Uh, it's mostly on the west side of the house that gets that gets the brunt of the weather. Okay, so many places it's coming apart or just a couple quite of places? Quite a few, quite a few. I'd say... Um, 10 places on the back of the house. I would caulk the seams. If it's quarter to a half inch, I would caulk it. I would get caulk that's colored to match the siding, and I would apply a bead of caulk because the other thing to do, of course, is to put new siding in. You would have to cut out the old siding and overlap that space and then paint it, and it's a really big project. So I would caulk it and call it a day. Okay. Um, We have tried that. And we've used the product. Uh, is it okay if I say the name of the product? Sure. Uh, it's DAP, D-A-P. And we've right. used DAP Dynaflex 230. And we've also tried DAP Alex Plus. And after we put that in, uh, we went out to look at it after about two or three days. And then the, that area has just gone concave. So it's just sunk into the... Uh, the siding, so it leaves a, a big concave area where it was uh, once just a crack. Now, can we put something over that? Should we just keep putting layers on? I think there's a misunderstanding with what you're trying to accomplish here. Okay, what we want to do is keep the moisture from getting in there. And and when you caulk, yes, it is going to dry and it's going to shrink and actually sort of fill in very tightly any gap that you have there. You're not using a wood filler, okay? You're using a caulk. And so I would not worry about small concave gaps like that in between the caulk. That's what I would expect it to do. Doing that, if you want to paint it over so it's all the same color, you know, you can probably blend it in more. But that is exactly what it should be doing. All right. Well, it's just kind of unsightly where where it comes together. It's just a big, you know, concave area, but it looks better than than the crack. So Let's hope that's the biggest problem you ever have with your house, okay? <laughs> I hope so. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 888-666-3974.
Tom in Texas is on the line and needs some help with a driveway cleaning project. What's going on? Well, I have a couple of uh, old, large oil stains on my driveway and wanted to know what you thought about uh, getting them removed. What kind of driveway do you have? What's it made out of? Just concrete. It's a concrete driveway. Okay. And they're really old oil stains? Yes, about a year maybe. One thing you can try to do is you can mix up a paste of trisodium phosphate, TSP, you can pick that up uh, in a home center or hardware store. It's usually in the paint department. And mix it up into a paste. I mean, so not a whole lot of water, just a real sort of soppy paste, kind of like wet concrete. And, and then spread it onto that stain area and let it sit, let it dry in place. You may find that that draws out some of that stain and lightens it up enough where it's not quite as obvious as the rest of the surface. If that doesn't work then I think you're going to have to chalk it up to charm because it's pretty difficult to get uh, oil out of something that's as absorbent as concrete. Okay, TSP then. TSP. Now, right. here's a here's a more important question. Have you fixed the oil leak in the car? Yeah, I finally got that done, yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, has this ever happened to you? Perhaps you have an old house and you love it, but you are surrounded by cracks wherever you look in your walls and your ceilings. You're thinking that maybe there's absolutely nothing you can do to fix that? Well, it's just not the case. Whether it's a minor crack or a major crack, whether that plaster is solid or falling away, we'll have solutions to keep it in place and make it look great after this. The Money Pit is presented by Cabinets to Go, where you get premium quality cabinets for less. You dream it, they design it. And always 40% less than the big box stores. Visit them online at cabinetstogo.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And are you looking for a unique way to bring nature indoors this fall? Considering using Mother Nature's stains rather than stains out of a can as wood finish. On MoneyPit.com right now, we've got tips on how to stain wood using berries, walnuts, and even coffee, a natural, non-toxic way to add beauty and character this fall. All right. While you're online, post your question. I've got one here from Bowhunter10 who writes, I have plaster walls in my house and they have cracks. I've tried to fix the cracks with paper tape and nylon wall tape, but they keep coming through the mudding. How can I fix them permanently? Well, if the plaster has separated from the wood lath underneath it, that could be the cause of the problem. What I would do is I would knock on the plaster, and if it sounds loose or hollow, then what you might have to do is secure that to the wood lath. Now, there are special screws that are available to do this with that essentially have a very large washer. And as you drive them in through the plaster, it grabs that plaster and pulls it tight to the lath. If you secure the area around the cracks with those fasteners, you should be able to tape and spackle it and not have that crack reappear. All right, now we've got one here from Carlotta who writes, we purchased a fiberglass front door and installed it last fall. A few months later, we realized it warped because we hadn't sealed it. Is it common? Is it too late to seal it now? If not, is there anything else I can do to keep it from warping more? 
That's really odd because fiberglass doors don't have to be sealed. So something else is going on here. It might be that the opening that you put it in twisted, moved with the weather. Something shifted in the installation. I suspect something is wrong with the installation, Carlotta, because fiberglass doors are absolutely terrific, and they don't need to be finished. People finish them for cosmetic reasons, but if it's stalled correctly, it will be rock solid. Yeah, that shouldn't be happening. You really should be able to enjoy it very, very well. So figure out what's going on, and then you get to enjoy in that door. Well, school started and the drop in temperatures has begun, but that doesn't mean outdoor entertaining has to come to an end. Leslie has tips for extending the use of your outdoor space well into the fall and even beyond in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You know, unlike your swimming pool, the outdoor space doesn't have to wrap up when summer does. You want to start with the obvious details for keeping a space usable as the weather starts to cool. You need warmth. So an outdoor fireplace is not only going to provide ambiance, but it will also keep away that chill. You should consider buying a simple fire pit or build a custom one fueled by wood or gas. You know, chimeneas are another easy option for introducing comfort and mood to your patio or your deck or your porch, whatever you've got. They're a bulb-shaped portable clay fireplace that forces the smoke up and away through a vertical chimney. And if fireplaces or open flames really aren't your preference, you can consider a standing patio heater. They're less expensive than you might think, and they can turn even a fully exposed space into a year-round oasis. You just have to make sure that you follow all of the safety guidelines as specified by the manufacturer. Now, an all-weather rug, that's another way to warm things up, especially if you have a cold cement patio. And when it comes to coziness, don't just stop there. You want to keep a selection of throws and lap blankets handy for your guests. Just make sure you bring them inside or store them in a weatherproof bin or container once you do head in, because if the blanket gets a chill, then you're never going to lose that chill once you're sitting outside. Now, you can also consider seasonal serveware or other touches to get your family and guests into the season spirit. You know, there's no shortage of fall decorations and scents on the market. Once your outdoor space has been transformed into an all-weather getaway, don't forget to reward yourself by sipping a pumpkin latte as you breathe in that crisp fall air. Excellent advice, especially the pumpkin latte. Hey, coming up next week on The Money Pit, that one cracked tile on a floor, a backsplash, or a walkway, or even a driveway not only catches everybody's eyes, it can really ruin the look of your otherwise beautiful space. We'll have tips for repairing rather than replacing those troublesome tiles on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 